Hi, welcome to our communion service for the month of September. Wow, can you believe it? It's already Burmans. I'm so glad that you are joining us, whether you are an NMEC member or someone shared this link with you. I believe that God has a message just right for you. So let us prepare our hearts to worship God today.
we are commanded to love one another. And we are reminded of that again and again in the Bible. But we have to admit that there are a lot of people who are not easy to love. And I believe that all of you who are watching, at some point or another, you have been challenged to love somebody who is unlovable, somebody who irritates you, somebody who absolutely drives you crazy. We also call them the sandpaper people because they rub us the wrong way, or EGR, extra grace required. And they are all around us, whether it's a narcissistic boss or an abrasive co-worker, a classmate who never say anything nice to you, a nagging spouse, a child who is kulang sa pansin, or even a toxic parent, or maybe it's your pastor. I hope not, but at some point in our life, we will encounter them. Sometimes we may wonder if these people are created with a single mission to drive us crazy and make our life harder. If you say you have never met one difficult person in your life, then probably that person is you. I also have to admit that I may also be the difficult person in somebody's life. Even Jesus himself has to deal with difficult people, and some of these are his own disciples. Remember when Jesus was about to die on the cross? He told his disciples, Malapit na akong mamatay. What did they do? Nag-away sila, no? Who will sit on the left, who will sit on the right of Jesus in the kingdom? Sarap pag-untugin. Mamamatay na nga ako dito. Napaka-selfish pa din mga pinagtatalunan nyo. Now, how can you identify those difficult people in your life? Normally, it's by how we respond. Pag nakita mo, kumukulo yung dugo mo, no? kumukulo. Or, you avoid them, you hide from them. Inday, pag tumawag si ano ha, sabihin mo, wala ako. Kring! Hello? Ah, sabi ni sir, sabihin daw sa'yo, wala daw siya. Or, if you meet them, biglang liko. You don't want to be with them. Ayaw mong makasabay. Pag andun sila sa party, hindi ka pupunta. Pag andun sila sa loob ng room, hindi ka papasok. Sometimes, dead ma. Hindi mo pinapansin, hindi mo kinakausap. Or nangingit-ngit ka sa galit, no? Pinipigilan mo lang sarili mo. But remember, what you push down will eventually come back up. And sometimes at the wrong time. And you would say things that you will regret. Other times, drain na drain ka, no? Pagkatapos mo silang kausapin, ay, salamat, nakaalis na. Or kaya pinagpipray mo sila. Lord, sana kunin mo na sila. You pray for the Lord to remove them. Lord, tanggalin mo na sa balat ng lupa. I-transfer mo na sila sa tawi-tawi, sa Babuyan Islands. If you see yourself doing these things, then you can tell that you are dealing with a difficult person. And those are our normal response towards these sandpaper people. But that's not love. 
that's not the loving thing to do. Why? Because Jesus himself tells us, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. So if you love your family, if you love your friends, then you are not being Christ-like. Because that's what anybody would do. That's natural instinct. Ganun din ginagawa ng mga magnanakaw at mga mamamatay tao. Nagmamahal din sila, namamahal nila sa buhay. But only if you love those who are not lovable, that's when you get to show the love of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ did not only love the lovable, but also the unlovable. Sinners like us. The Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, while we were still enemies with God, Christ died for us. So the most distinguishing mark of a true Christian is not how we love people that are easy to love, but those who are not easy to love. Those who could not love, those who you could not love on your own. That's why Luke chapter 6 continues, But love your enemies, do good to them, then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. How can you say that you are a child of God if you love your enemies? You are most like your Heavenly Father. You share the same DNA with our Heavenly Father if you love those who are hard to love. You see, how we treat those difficult people in our lives is at the heart of what it truly means to be Christ-like, to be like Jesus Christ. That's the true measure of Christ-likeness. There are all kinds of difficult people in our life. And here are some examples. The first is what I call the angry birds. They're always angry at something. Galit sila sa mundo. Nakadikit palagi yung kilay nila. No? They're harsh, aggressive, and hostile. Every day you see them ranting on the Facebook, on Twitter. Lahat kinakaaway nila. Next are the Eeyores. Mga nega. Ang haba palagi ng mukha nila. Always pessimistic, always depressed. I also call them the bubble busters. Because if you have this terrific idea, you're all hyped up, they'll just say, it's never going to work. Another kind of difficult people are the whiners. They always find something to complain about. You increase the thermostat of the aircon, ang init-init! You, you lower the, the thermostat, ang lamig-lamig! Ano ba talaga? There are also the nitpickers. You can be 99% right, but what these people will do is to focus on the 1% that is wrong. I also call them the magnifying glass people because they magnify even the smallest of problems. Palagi na lang mali mo ang nakikita nila. Wala ka nang ginawang tama. Ito, mali. Yan, mali. Dun, mali. And they are overly compulsive. They are judgmental. They are hypercritical. Next, we have the better dance. The know-it-alls. The Mr. Always-right. They're always right. You're always wrong. 
end of conversation. Yung opinion lang nila ang palaging tama. Their way is the only way. They love to point out your mistakes. And they are actually insecure on the inside. There are also the boss baby. Mga bossy, no? yung mga demanding, intimidating, control freaks. Dominate every conversation. Make unrealistic demands. They push, push, push and drive you crazy. We have the loud mouths. They just keep talking and talking. Pagkausap mo sa phone, sila lang yung nagsasalita. 30 minutes na, hindi pa sila humihinto. These people also love to argue. Another group of difficult people are the bashers and the haters. They are rude. They are sarcastic. They insult you all the time. They are mean, disrespectful. Their goal is to tear you down, to destroy you, to make you look bad. How about the leeches? What I call the leeches. Kuha lang ng kuha, no? Take lang ng take. They suck the life out of you. They take advantage of you. Kakapit lang sila pag alam nila mayaman or may position. How about the whatever, whatevers, the passive ones, they shun decision making. Ano gusto mo? Kahit ano? Saan gusto mo? Kahit saan? They're always aloof. May sarili silang mundo. They never pay attention to you. Another is mga blamers, no? Mga kawawa naman ako, victim mentality. They always feel sorry for themselves. They are melodramatic. These are only just some examples. I'm not yet finished. There are a lot more kinds of difficult people. But even one whole day is not enough for me to complete all this. And don't ever think that Christians are exempted from this. In fact, some Christians are even harder to deal with than non-Christians. And I can attest to that. In my 10 years in the business world and 12 years in full-time ministry, I've seen more difficult people in the church than outside. I know some of you, you may be saying, parang ako yung pinagsasabihan nito ah. Maybe I'm that person that you are talking about. Okay, let me assure you, no, I'm not talking about you. Those are people from other churches. Okay? Aren't you glad that we don't have this kind of people in NMEC? Or maybe we have. Batong-bato sa langit, ang matamaan, huwag magalit. You see, some people are even a combination of, or, of two or more of these characteristics, making them not just a difficult person, but an impossible person to deal with. And every one of us, we have our own Angry Birds or Eeyores or Mr. Always Right in our lives. And it seems we cannot get rid of all of them. So instead, we must learn how to deal with them. Some of them, fortunately, you only have to deal with during holidays or during special family gatherings. But others, you have to deal with them every day at work or in school, and some even live in the same house with you. Maybe some of them are with you right now. Okay, don't look at them, or else World War III, mamaya. The question we will answer today is, how do you love these difficult people in your life? 
How do you love people that are hard to love? Or, how do you love people who, do, who don't love you? How do you treat them? How should we respond to them? And it's not just how to deal with them, but how to deal with these difficult people God's way. And here are the three steps to loving a difficult person God's way. The first is to look upward. Look upward. Remember, love is from God. It is not from you. Love starts with God. So to love a difficult person, you must start with the source of the love by which to love them. Jesus himself came to show us how to love difficult people. He won't ask you to do something that is impossible to do. He did it first to show us that it can be done. So if you are a true follower of Christ, you cannot say, it is impossible for me to love this person. Because Jesus who is in you died even for those who do not love him. He was able to love even those who persecute him at the cross. So if Jesus is truly in you, then you can also do the same with his help. You cannot do love a difficult person in your life just by your own strength. This is not a matter of determination. This is not a matter of sheer effort or willpower. Our love has limits. It is not infinite. That's why we need help from God. And if you ask help from God, He will extend your love. It's not your love anymore that is loving that person, but God's love working through you. On your own, you can love only to a certain extent, but with God's help, you can love even the most impossible person to love. I believe we all have experienced that. We thought that we would never be able to love this person. But once we ask God for help and make that commitment, we found ourselves loving them. That's no longer your love, but God's love extending through your love. You see, to love someone unlovable is not a feeling. If you wait for that feeling to come, you will never love. Loving a difficult person is a choice, it is a decision, it is a commitment that you make. It is an act of the will to love imperfect people. It is never an emotion. So turn to God and make a commitment to love that person. Those people that you don't like, let me ask you, do you pray for them? You know prayer softens your heart towards that other person. As you start praying for them, you will find yourself start loving them because you cannot pray and hate at the same time. Anger and love cannot go together. Hatred and forgiveness cannot go together. As you pray, you are taking away the hatred, the anger, and you are replacing it with love and forgiveness. By praying, you are actually releasing that person to God can we do that right now? I want you to fill, it, fill the blank. I release blank to you. Okay, let us read this aloud together. Lord, I release to you. Let's put them in God's hands. He will deal with them. 
The Bible says in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 28, But to you who are listening, I say, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. What next? What's next? Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. In other version, it says, Pray for those who hurt you, who persecute you. And not just pray. It says to pray a prayer of blessing you cannot bless and curse at the same time and you would say pray lang nga ang hirap hirap na bless mo pa okay normally when we pray for a difficult person we start this way we say god make them change make them apologize make them grow up make them go away god make them you know we have to change that prayer instead we should pray God help me help me be more patient help me see them the way you see them help me get to know the, the real story behind them help me to initiate help me to love help me to forgive them help me to do what feels impossible for me to do God help me that's the second step. Look inward. Look inward. Remember one of the three principles I shared three Sundays ago on how to transform your relationships? The first one is what? Start starts with me. Okay? Starts with me. When we encounter a difficult person, our natural tendency is to focus outward. How do I handle this other person? But that's wrong because no matter what you do, you can never control or fix or change that other person. That's God's job. Our primary job is not to manage that other person, but to manage ourselves, to manage our own response. Sometimes, God would allow these difficult people in our lives because of what He is doing in us. What if God is actually using this difficult person as some form of a sandpaper in order to refine us when you want to see what a person's true character is they say you put them in a challenging situation how they respond will reveal who they really are the same is true with our encounters with difficult people because they reveal what is already in our heart how we treat these difficult people reveal the true condition of our spirituality so what is God showing you about yourself through your response to these seemingly impossible people in your life you know when I think about it so often the things that I don't like in other people are actually the things that I see in myself sometimes I would say I can believe that that person is so proud then I realize I'm also like that. Or I would say, the person doesn't listen well. They are dismissive of others' opinion. But I do that too. That person is so self-centered. It's all about them. Then I realize I'm also like that. If you want to love the difficult people in your life, you have to ask yourself, am I not also a difficult person to love 
the truth is the hardest person for God to love in my life is me because I know what's in here. I know my own thoughts, I know my own heart, I know my own actions and choices. I know what I'm capable of. So the truth is, I'm the most difficult person there is for me to love. You know, God has a purpose why He allowed these people to come into our life. The difficult people in Joseph's life are his brothers and Potiphar's wife. But God placed them there to bring him to Egypt and to propel him to become the prime minister to save the Jews. The difficult people in Jesus' life are the religious leaders, but God placed them there to bring Jesus on the path to the cross. Difficult people are there in our lives for a reason. Others may mean it for evil, but God would use them for our good. Some of God's purpose in your life may not happen without this difficult person. Another thing is that difficult people cause us to grow in ways that we could not on our own. God oftentimes would change us through these difficult people. For example, if you need patience in your life, God does not just wave a magic wand and ding, biglang patient na ako. Instead, He will allow someone into my life to stretch my patience so that I will learn patience. If you need to control your anger, God will send someone to test your anger. You know, the answer to the very thing you need to develop in your life is a very difficult person that God will bring into your life. So what is Jesus looking to do in you? I hope that we would choose to look at these difficult people as somebody sent by God to help me become more like Christ. Will you allow God to change you? Third, look outward. Look outward. Difficult people are actually hurt people. We should learn to look past their offen offensive behavior and see the hurt, the pain, and the insecurity that are causing them. Most difficult people have stories that you don't know about. You don't know what's going on in somebody's day when they pissed you off. Maybe you have a co-worker who did not deliver on his promised task and you are angry and frustrated but you didn't know that their child is sick then and they are up all night taking care of their child. Sometimes you don't know the real challenges and frustrations that they may have, what they are going through. We make all these assumptions about people, but we never know the real story. You see, stuff also happen in people's lives. Many times we forget that difficult people also have things going on in their life. As busy and stress-filled as we are, other people, they also have that too. Sometimes difficult people are difficult not because they are bad, 
but because they are going through some struggles in their own life. Sometimes these people don't even realize that they are hurting others because they are brought up that way. Who knows? God may be placing you there for such a task to change them, for them to realize that they are wrong. People hurt people because they are hurting inside. Maybe it's a painful past or a fear or an insecurity that you don't know about. Because you don't know their story, it is hard for you to extend grace to them. The more you understand somebody's background, the more grace you'll be able to show them. For the difficult people in your life right now, do you know what's going on in their life? Do you know what happened to them in their past? For example, people who are engaged in road rage, they are not really mad because someone cut them in traffic that happens every day. They are probably upset because of what's happening in their home or at work and they just took it out on this guy who cut them off. It's not about them being cut off. It's because they are walking mad as caused by all these other things that all exploded suddenly at the same time. Though you cannot fix them, you can understand them. What is driving their behavior? I want us to look at each difficult person in our life walking around with this sign, okay? Each difficult person in your life are walking around with a sign that says, please understand me, please be patient with me. Then you will stop getting frustrated with people. Then you will realize that we are all struggling, that we are all sinners. I'm not saying that you will just be a doormat and let the difficult people in your life abuse you again and again. You also have to set certain boundaries, limits, so that they don't become toxic to you again and again. As I've said, affirm the person, but attack the behavior. You should affirm the person, but you can attack the behavior. In 1986, seven young black men were murdered by police in Guguletu, South Africa. When the police officers responsible for the murders were set free in 1993, the black residents in Guguletu, they started inciting lawlessness and shouted anti-white slurs in protest. On August 25, 1993, Amy Elizabeth Beale a 26-year-old white American graduate of Stanford University and an anti-apartheid activist in South Africa was murdered by these black residents. A mob pulled her from her car and stabbed and stoned her to death. In 1998, the four men convicted of her murder were pardoned by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And you know who initiated that? Amy's parents. Amy's parents supported the release of these men. Her father even shook the hands of those who killed his daughter and said, we are here to reconcile a human life. 
when we are finished with this process, we must move forward with linked arms. It is time for us to love hard, even though it is hard. Bill's parents, Linda and Peter, founded the Amy Bill Foundation to develop and empower youth in the different towns in South Africa in order to discourage them from further violence. Two of the men who had been convicted of a murder are even presently working for the foundation. Can you do that? If you are Amy's parents, can you find your heart not only to meet those murderers, but also to forgive them and allow them to work with you? You know, as Christ followers, we can choose how we will respond to difficult people. What can we choose? First, we can choose to bear with each other. The word bear in the Bible is actually the same as meaning hold back. Hold back. You endure. You, you tolerate. Colossians chapter 3 tells us, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Number two, we can choose not to retaliate. First Peter chapter 3 reminds us, do not do wrong to repay a wrong, and do not insult to repay an insult, but repay with a blessing, because you yourselves were called to do this so that you might receive a blessing. If you retaliate, then you are no better than those difficult people. Difficult people will try to pull you down to a lower level, but we can always choose, number three, to take the higher ground. Choose to take the higher ground. Always do the right thing, whether they do it or not. If difficult people are mean to you, you be nice to them. If they insult you, you treat them with kindness. If, you are, if they are unloving to you, you be loving to them. If they are resentful to you, you forgive them. Always take the higher ground, no matter what they do. You cannot control what others think or say about you or do to you, but you have control over how you would respond. And that's your choice. The other person cannot control that. And you can choose to respond with grace, to respond with kindness and forgiveness. Romans chapter 12 reminds us, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures tell us, I will take revenge. I will pay them, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Notice, it tells us not to take revenge, but to give them food when they are hungry. Give them water when they are thirsty. So it is saying, I will not get even, but I will even give. I will not get even, 
but I will even give. When God transforms your relationships with your enemies, with those difficult people in your life, you turn from a heart that wants to get even to a heart that even wants to give. When humanity turned away from God, God did not get even with us. He even gave His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. When the enemies of Jesus mocked Him and spat at His face, He did not get even, but He even gave forgiveness for their sins. The world tells us to get even, to return evil with evil, but remember, you cannot overcome evil with evil. Darkness cannot overcome darkness. You can only overcome darkness with the light, with the love of God. Brothers and sisters, real love is not loving the lovable. Anybody can do that. Real love loves the unlovable, even the most difficult person in your life. The last one is to choose to live redemptively choose to live redemptively. I have been forgiven. Why can I not forgive others? Difficult people are also beautiful people in God's eyes. Jesus showed us that there should be no distinction between how you treat your friends and how you treat your enemies. He died for the very people who killed him. He forgave the very people who were rude to him who spat at him, who were unjust and unfair to him, who put him on the cross. In the same way, when you were wayward and disobedient to God, Jesus was thinking of you on the cross. Even though he knows all the stuff that you have done and will ever do, yet he chose to forgive you. He still died for you. That same Jesus is inviting you to have a relationship with Him today. You know, it is impossible to love without receiving the love of Christ first in your life. After experiencing that love, that's the only time that you can reach out to love others. So if you have not yet received the love of Christ in your life, as a response song is being played, I want you to take this opportunity to ask God that you want to receive His love into your life so that you can learn to love others. As you are filled with His love, that's the only time that you can now love others with the overflow of His love in you. Let us reflect on this as our sister Pam sings for us the response song.
If it is your desire to receive the love of Jesus Christ in your life and then to extend that love to those who are difficult to love, can you please pray with me? Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, this command to love the difficult people in our life is not easy to do. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ who demonstrated, who modeled it to us to help us bear with one another and to respond to these people the way Jesus would. Even when they meant to hurt us, that you will use them for good in our life. Lord Jesus, I need your love. I cannot love others in my own power. I need your power to do this. So today, allow me to experience your unconditional forgiveness. I receive this love. As you have forgiven me, I choose to forgive others. I choose to love the difficult people in my life, to take the higher ground, not to retaliate. And right now, even without their asking, I forgive that person in my life. I forgive them right now. Help me to love more each day. Challenge me to go out this week and love the people that are difficult to love just a little differently. To take the next steps of loving people, of listening a little more, of understanding a little more, of being a little more patient, a little more gracious. Lord, may you check our hearts so we always know what's really going on inside of us, not just what we think about other people. Lord, may you help us to love. It is such a simple thing, but difficult to do because of our pride and our hurts there is any anger, bitterness, or hatred, unforgiveness in our hearts, may you take them away. Help us to love like you did. Help us to love like you do. Give us the grace and the courage to do something. And may we be that kind of community that's known not just for loving the people that we love, but for loving the people that we don't. Help us to do that this week in order to show them and in order to show the world that you are real and as a church family we would like also to extend your love to comfort the families of brother Victor Panugayan of sister Petronilia Tagle of brother Paquito Ang of sister Beatrice Uy and we pray this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and all of God's people say Amen. Amen. Now, let us prepare our hearts and prepare the elements for the communion. Two thousand years ago, on a cross, Jesus died not for people who were so easy to love, but for people who were the hardest, the most difficult to love. Yet he says, I still love you. 
That's how God thinks about difficult people today. I still love you. That's how God thinks about His enemies. I still love you. And that is His message, not just for the difficult person in your life today. That is His message to you. I still love you even though you are sinful, even though you are not easy to love. When Judas was to betray Him, Jesus bore no grudge against Him and he even called him a friend. When arrested at the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus even healed the ear of the very soldier who came to arrest him. When people mocked and scourged him and beat him, he was silent and even turned the other cheek. When on the cross suffering beyond comprehension, the Savior forgave the very people who caused him such pain and agony. Perhaps the greatest demonstration of loving the most difficult people in our life is the life of Jesus himself as he faced the cross. God knows how hard it is to forgive those who have wronged you. And he continues to encourage you today to become more and more like Him. When you find it hard to love your enemies, those who are difficult to love, may we ask Him to help us. And that is the essence of the communion. We who were enemies with God before because of our sins can now enjoy fellowship with Him because of what He did on the cross, because He chose to forgive us he chose to love us in spite of everything. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is given up for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Yaso te we'll conclude with the Lord's Prayer. You can pray in English or Chinese according to your preference. Right now for some announcements. First, I just want to say a big thank you 
to all of our co-workers who help make our online worship every Sunday possible. To everyone who is serving, volunteering, giving, and praying for the church, I also want to express my gratitude. If you wish to participate in serving and in giving to God's kingdom work through us, just check out our Facebook page, New Millennium Evangelical Church, for details. Next, please reserve the date, October 11. October 11. That's NMEC's 20th birthday. Our theme for this anniversary is from Him, through Him, and for Him. We want to give back to God all the glory that is due Him. So watch out for that. Our virtual choir will render the canticle of hope on that day. Third, last August 15, we officially launched our NMEC counseling ministry called Joyful Hope. If you have family members, friends, relatives, who are currently going through a mental, emotional, or psychological crisis, you can contact Pastor Jin Chan to schedule a counseling session. For more details, you can visit and follow our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Hope. Next, your health, safety, and well-being are our top priority. So we will not be resuming our physical worship services anytime soon. With the daily COVID cases still quite high, we love you too much to put you at risk. But rest assured, we will be updating you when it is the right time for us to congregate again. Next, for our parents, if you want your children to be part of our kids' worship Zoom Sunday school classes for 4 to 12 years old, please register at our Facebook page. Check out the NMEC Kids Worship on Facebook for details and updates. If you want to be part of a discipleship group or a small group, you can contact any of our pastoral team members and we will be happy to connect you to a group. If you have any prayer concerns, you can call or text any of the pastoral staff and we will be glad to pray with you. Next, if you have friends or relatives who would prefer to tune in to our Mandarin services, then check out the Zoom link on our Facebook page or on our Viber group. Our NMEC Metro North mission will be relocating to a bigger worship venue in Malabon very soon. Please pray with us as renovations are now ongoing. And lastly, we encourage you to follow our Facebook page, to share our post with your friends, with your loved ones, and to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We thank our faithful co-worker who is updating them for us every week. Now, how do we apply our message this morning? First, I want you to identify the most difficult person in your life right now. They may be in your family, maybe someone you work with. Don't write down their names, just put a pseudonym. 
then I want you to begin praying for this person every day for the next seven days. Don't pray, Lord, change them. Instead, try praying, Lord, bless them. Or, Lord, change me. Third, stop avoiding them and start seeing them through the eyes of Christ. You can set appropriate boundaries if needed. Then lastly, serve them in some specific way this week. Instead of gossiping about them, say something good about them to someone. Can you do that? Thank you for worshiping with us. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face continue to shine upon you. And may He be gracious to you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love and the forgiveness of the Father, and the encouragement and comfort of the Holy Spirit be upon us all. See you soon. Remember, the best is yet to come. Thank you.